Ковальчик. Steven Spielberg presents a Robert Zemeckis film, Back to the Future, Part 2. Coming November 22nd to theaters everywhere. Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> and welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night it happens. We sit around, watch a movie picked by one of us, and then we talk about it for your edification and enjoyment. My name is Colin. I'm your host. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstar, Travis Brent. Hooray. And that's it. Well, that's, that's, that's We got rid of all. We cut the fat. <laughs> that's not. No, no, no. We love all our guests and our. And our where's, that, where's that edit button at? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. They need to hear that. They fucking shit out on us. Uh, so tonight it's us three. And we're. What, we're, what did we watch? What are we? Who's, whose pick was it? It was Brent's pick. Brent, Brent, Brent is back. Uh, this week we watched Back to the Future Part 2 from the year 1989 directed by Robert Zemeckis so this is a kind of a special episode I guess for the Saturday Night Freak Show seeing as how this whole podcast was Brent's idea I think you know and in 2012 you can go back through the archive the very first episode that we did was Back to the Future and I suspect Brent that we're going to be doing Back to the Future Part 3 at some point in the future. No! <laughs> Your suspicions are correct, Colin. Yes. I hope we can find a, uh, that- a gateway into a different space tank. Travis apparently doesn't like Back to the Future. I, what gave you that idea? <laughs> well, I, think- I like the concept. 
of a part three. <laughs> Tra- Travis might just be busy that day. Very much. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. I always got to stick around to like give my pot shots when dessert. You know, you got to make sure you you got to be around for the good and the bad and the ugly. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. Well, so, this is kind of. I'm assuming two, yeah. that you picked this uh, because it has special relevance this, this year that we're recording this. Yes, uh, it's 2015. Which Spoiler means- alert. Which means that uh, Back to the Future Part Two has finally come into fruition. Uh, we're, it happened. We're because obviously that's the the year. I don't think it, we're up to the month yet. I think it's in October. October, yeah. October. Yeah. But uh, I wanted it to be my first pick in 2015 because my first pick for the podcast was Back to the Future Part One. And if you go online and any sort of geek universe, there, there's going to be you're going to be hearing all about over. Back to the Future it's Part all 2. all over. Nike's going to sure. make those fucking shoes. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. Gonna, Mattel's going to make the hoverboard. And they, Well, they already have a hoverboard. What? Have you seen videos of that thing? Like, Oh, yeah. but it, It's it, not very mobile. <laughs> it's, like, it's not the Barbie one, though, right? I mean, no, no. People want the Barbie one. Yeah. <laughs> all the 40-year-old males want the Barbie one, that Marty McFly ride You can buy a replica. I don't think it'll hover, but... Yeah. Well, it's significant. I mean, the the date because you know we we were talking a little bit earlier that you know movie science fiction movies have made predictions of what the future is going to be like. You know, for I don't know when they started doing this. I can't even you know, but you know, Metropolis. I guess I don't know if they gave it a specific date, but this right. is a this is a movie series like where they gave it a specific date of what the future was going to be like at this time. You know, mm-hmm. like August, what was it, 29th, 1999? That's Judgment Day. It was supposed for, to be Judgment uh, Day, according the, to the Terminator. Terminators, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're still waiting for 2019. That'll be the, that'll be Blade Runner. That's right. Yeah, right. We missed uh, Escape from New York, 97, Escape from L.A., 2013. Right. So we're in 2015. <laughs> the future is here. <laughs> we're what here. was Minority Report? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, oh, 2034, I don't know. 20, I think like, 2020s. I don't know. I, I'm making that up. That was like ninety seven. Robocop, I don't think they made I think they made a a conscious decision not oh, to mention yeah, a year. Just, that way yeah. it was, hey, whatever, you know. That's okay. smart. Yeah, it is pretty yeah. smart. Yeah, because otherwise then you get guys like us sitting around in twenty fifteen going like, <laughs> All right, so how much of this shit did you actually get right? So so since the first part of this movie takes place in twenty fifteen, right. is it cool if we talk a little bit about the yeah. future predictions of well, Back to the Future Part Two? Do we want to just talk about the opening of the movie first, and then once we get to 2015 sure. or whatever, that way we can... Yeah, in order. Yeah, so the opening of the movie starts with the opening of the last movie, right? Where he it starts at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's, that's what I meant. And, uh, <laughs> but we got Elizabeth Shue now instead of uh, the what's-her-name. Who's her, who's her what's-it? Chelsea... Yeah. All right. So, well, right. Well, yeah. Why? The old I mean, Jennifer. Okay. So, so Brent, the old Jennifer. So, the Back to the Future series is Brent's favorite movie movies of all time. That is correct. So you're going to be our you're going to be our I'd say it's his favorite Google. thing. <laughs> favorite, favorite thing, thing of all time, <laughs> not movie. Favorite thing. Well, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So why didn't? Because uh, the two most notable absences from this movie are uh, Crispin Glover as George McFly. Right. Did not choose to return for these movies. I made well, the biggest mistake of his life. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the story behind that is Glover wanted as much money or more than Michael J. Fox was getting, plus all these like outlandish things in his contract that uh, basically 
the producers were just like, you know, we're not going to do this because we can obviously we can write you out of the film. Yeah. Which is exactly what they did. Isn't uh, that one of those negotiating things? Like if I really don't want to do it, then I make crazy demands. So they just go like, I can't do it. Then it's their fault, not yours. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was just, uh, I always took it as, I mean, he just knew, Hey, they want to make a sequel. They can't make a sequel without me. You know, I just thought he was just being, you know, I thought his star, he thought, you know, cause I mean, fuck before this, what Friday 13th, uh, river's edge. I, think, I mean, right? But then, boom, big summer fucking blockbuster. He's like, you can't make a sequel without me. And I'm like, oh, yeah? <laughs> you well, know, that's yeah. what I took it as. But they had problems with him in the first film, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because his idea for George McFly at the end of the film, he thought that George should be like this, you know, like almost rock star type character after, you know, he gained his confidence and everything. And it was like these weird choices he was making with the character that the filmmakers didn't want to do at all. Yeah. You know, obviously... You want George, George to be the main character at the end, <laughs> probably. But you know, he, he kind of is the main character of the first one in a weird way. Yeah, I have to get this guy hooked up with my mom. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely George's story in the first one, which is understandable. But like to have him turn out to be like this uh, crazy rock star type guy, basically Marty's character. Uh, well, what he wanted, yeah. <laughs> but that that would be like Marty's. I don't know that that you know like would be Marty's arc. Yeah. If Marty were that character, <laughs> but and in a certain space time universe, that could probably happen. But well, he but must have at some point like reconciled with Robert Zemeckis because he was in Beowulf, right? Grendel and Beowulf, so they must have. Passed we need it a weirdo, like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to go back to him and go like, okay, no hard feeling. I mean, you know that guy. Well, Charlie's thing. Angels, like really. <laughs> Was that, was that Zemeckis? No, no I just uh, thought Charlie's Angels just brought Crispin Glover back. Like, you know, I mean, you had kids talking about that weird guy. Oh, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Uh, Willard? Yeah, Willard. After? I don't know if Willard was before or after Charlie's Angels. I, I can't I really can't recall. Sure. So what yeah. happened to Jennifer? Just like, yeah. this that, chick's bland and this chick's Elizabeth Shue! <laughs> well, <laughs> no, uh, from what I understand, the role was obviously offered to the original Jennifer, but sh- I think her mom died or was passing away at the time and she just got out of the business oh, crazy! Yeah. but now like if you go online or look at her facebook everything is like like she is one of those washed up actors that you know is at the conventions just cool. praying off of the back to the future 15 dollars <laughs> yeah. 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 20 dollar yeah. picture <laughs> that's the Which, dream and I, I, I know right yeah she'll yeah. always be like the jennifer in my book because I mean, Elizabeth, I'm not saying anything oh, bad about Elizabeth yeah, Shue. Dude, she's, ooh, man, she's Karate Kid, fucking Marty McFly. Elizabeth Shue was everybody's boyfriend in the '80s. She was your boyfriend, or your girlfriend? Yeah, uh, you. Everybody was adventures and babysitting. Right? Adventures and yeah. babysitting. Yeah. Oh my god, Elizabeth yeah. Shue. Yes, but yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I've never been a big Elizabeth Shue fan. She was I the, think that there's a little bit of, uh, you know, when I watch these movies, I, I wish the original Jennifer was in there, but yeah. 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 The original Jennifer's smoking hot. Yeah, that too. <sighs> she was. I think she still is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Shue has aged well, I'd say. I saw yeah. that movie with Jennifer... Uh, or Piranha? Lawrence. Yeah, or Piranha. And, yeah. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, obviously in the 80s, though, Elizabeth Shue is your go-to girl, like Travis is saying. Yeah, so dude. That's obviously the next choice. But it is funny if you watch the end of one and the beginning of two <laughs> back-to-back. And the acting, it almost feels like, because they recreate that whole scene, obviously, because they don't have the original Jennifer. And it feels like the acting is almost in slow motion. 
Like if you watch them back to back, like there is like the reactions are slower. It's not slow motion, but like the the re- the reactions are whose reactions are slower. Like the reactions of Marty and Jennifer to Doc and everything Doc's saying, and like you know, the, what do we turn out to be a couple of assholes? Like all that oh, it's stuff. Slower in there. It, Does it time out the same? I wonder if you were to like maybe. T- you know, I'm mean, like oh, are the this, edits on? But in part same? two, it's slower just because I mean you're in this movie where this is the you know in the end of the first one. They're like, Marty, you gotta come back. Marty, there's a problem. We gotta go back to the future. It's, it's delayed a little, yeah. It, it feels a little off, and obviously they can't get it, you know, exactly the same as I always it was, thought that was a great but, line. What was he, a couple of assholes? That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it is. It's it's great. <laughs> well, it's, it's especially interesting to see, like, how much, you know, they recreate, you know, the first movie. Like, you know, because they had to... Yeah. Obviously, I, I'm guessing that the original intention was they would just take the ending, you know, of the first one. And you know, add a scene or two to it, but because yeah. <laughs> like nobody showed up, or you know, except for uh, right. for Marty and Doc, they recast Elizabeth Shue had to go reshoot and restage, you know. But then I suppose what comes later in the movie, that's like you know, that's like the preamble to like the big scale like, even recreating the, Marty's the first Marty's movie. like wave to his parents. Was that the new George or was that, that was the Chris old, no, That was the footage from the was original, that yeah. Because yeah. early on, also there's a shot of. George and Lorraine inside the house, mm-hmm. and that's the old footage too yeah. that they use. But I, we should say also that Back to the Future Part Two and Part Three were never supposed to be made. The end of Part One was supposed to be a joke, just, yeah, just you know, a just fun to, thing. yeah. It's the eighties. Let's give them something fun at the end. It's you know, your and kids. Then, <laughs> something's got to be done about your kids, right? And then like the enormous success of the first, and they're like, "Well, shit, we're making these movies with or without the, the original filmmakers." So uh, that's the two Bobs, Bob Zemeckis and Bob Gale, are the two that wrote the original one, and they were like, "Well, if they're gonna make it anyways, why don't we write it?" and mm. direct it and make it good which is brilliant because right. you know the studio is going to do it no matter what well it gives them a problem though because now they're stuck with this like joke of an ending and now we're like <laughs> yeah well what's our movie going to be about well somehow we still have to tie up you know this thing that we promised to the audiences and didn't mean it at the time right. so now we got to do something about marty's kids which is to me like the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing like I can see why after the scene he's like we have to destroy this because Doc Brown's the most irresponsible man in time travel like, like he is the irresponsible he's like fucking going around just dicking with shit that don't need to be messed with it's like dude like go tell Marty his kid's gonna get arrested so he can like ground him that day and not like why does he have to go get Marty from the past well, I, yeah. I have an answer to this. It's because these the well, maybe not specific that moment, but he can't just go up and tell Marty. You know, Marty, you have to whenever somebody calls you a chicken, <laughs> you just got to turn the other way because his life gets ruined. Cause no, he has to tell him, him his chicken. kid is going to uh, make an agreement with Griff, Biff's fucking yeah. grandson. But he could have fixed that by fixing somehow Marty. If Marty never got in the accident, which we don't see, but that's the thing that changed his. He, course of life and made it you know so now his kids are pieces of shit and you know his life the third crap. one spoiler alert <clears throat> at the end of the third one you see the what would have oh, been the shit, accident that's right okay yeah that's too far away yeah, yeah like, i almost didn't even like think about that but yeah but they, that's that the little, moment that yeah. they have that's the mo that's the thing the lesson that marty needs to learn so like this whole thing with his kid is like a band-aid on the bigger problem <laughs> you know, right. right yeah and he has to learn I'm just yeah, saying in Doc's point cheap. of view, and just in the 
I mean, if you just want to think of storytelling, it just doesn't like, well, that's fucking irresponsible. They're like, you gotta come back, you know, we gotta, you gotta pretend to be your kid and say no to this guy, and like, it's like, what? This is fucking convoluted. (laughs) You know? It takes place in the future. You can, you've got 20 fucking years to fix that one moment, that one day. 20 fucking years. There's no reason to actually go to the future to fix that day. That makes no sense. if, If you don't do it, then you don't have an adventure movie. Well, right. you have an adventure movie, <laughs> movie because Marty automatically is like, oh, cool, a fucking like, antique store or whatever, and fucking goes get the Grey's Almanac. But how There's you, the. How do you get him to the future? Well, well, you could have always done the Griff mistaking him for Marty Jr., you know? And then Griff, I'm like, what the hell is going on here, you know? You could have always done that. That's just, it's just, you, like, you don't need the. the your kid's going to get arrested. He could have always been mistaken for. For Marty McFly Jr. and then heard about how his old man's a loser and shit and like everything could be the same. You can almost edit this out. I want to fucking. But what? <laughs> what is the catalyst for getting Marty in the time machine again with well, Jennifer? Already, yeah, but you're already fucked. There. You're just already there. From, from a story writing sc- standpoint, they already ended the first movie with something's got to be done with your kids in the future. Yeah. So we, we know we're going to the future. We know it's got to be within your lifetime. And there's got to be something going on with your kids that has to yeah. be dealt with. They so should have known that. Something. Yeah, they should have so. known in the first one that it's like nothing has to be done about your kids before you have kids. Like I mean, it's just like we should, <laughs> they should have just not put that light in there. Yeah, like just set a reminder or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll deal with it. And also in the future, is Doc thirty years from now? I mean, is he still around? We don't know that in 2015. We don't yeah. know if that doc is alive yeah, at all. Did he just take off out of the timeline? I yeah, mean, that was it. He just disappeared in 1985, and, and we never, never seen saw again. him again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, shit. Holy fuck! Yeah, I guess right. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and he just jumps around in time. I guess. Yeah, who knows or what he's doing? Wow. Sorry. So they go to to he's 2015, and this is the the experience of watching this movie tonight in 2015. Is like it is like a time capsule from the 80s. That they made for us to watch now. And you're like, this is, it's weird. It's like the future as seen from 1985. Yeah. And now you see how, like, how far off they were on there. You know, I mean, a lot of their predictions are obviously for jokes. Right. People wear two tie, you know, like yeah. he's got the tie. Yeah, the clear tie. Yeah. Like, I like the Doc's, Doc has a, it's a, tr- it's like a silk trench coat. You know, yeah, it's like a silk yeah. robe trench coat. I yeah. fucking love that. Yeah. And you mentioned the transparent tie, right? You yeah, know, the, the transparent, transparent tie. tie. Well, they had the self-adjusting coats and the, that blow dry themselves. Everybody and, thought the cool. I like the cool silver fucking shade. That, that yeah, that was the future, right? <laughs> From the '80s in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's I can only reiterate what Zemeckis said, but he said that you could do future two ways. You can do like a post-apocalyptic future and get it right, probably, or you can do a future that's all jokes. Post-apocalyptic or just dystopian? Like, where everything's gone to shit and it's worse than it is now. Yeah, dystopian, I guess, probably. Yeah. I mean... Or the funny one, right? Or the or the jokes, yeah. yeah. Like, in, in this future, you see, uh, like, the last Starfighter vehicle, which came out yeah. in, what, 84? 84. Yeah. And it strangely looks a lot like the <laughs> DeLorean. It's got the gold wings. It's, got, it's like, stainless uh-huh. steel. It's Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I never knew that was back there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I only saw it, yeah, because you were Brent was pointing it out this time around. And I think there's a Blade Runner vehicle, but I didn't see it. But what I thought was funny about 2015, it's like it was all advertising. Just like, you know, I guess what, well, I mean, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner was the first one. I think they gave you that vision of like, 
Blade Runner was the first future, you know, prediction movie. I mean, because before that, you had like Logan's Run or uh, what was like another fantasy. It was really future. fantasy. Yeah. High fantasy. People lived in domes all, and like yeah, wars, unicolor like fucking that. like yeah. silver right. suits and shit. Right, it was the Star Trek future, right? Yeah, it was, it was just the had. weird like everything's aluminum foil. for Everything's yeah. got to be silver and sparkly. It's Everybody like, wears Once you get suits. to that point, yeah. that's space material. And, you know. And then when uh, <laughs> and that was like the future of the 1970s, when you think about it, I mean, like yeah. all their movies seem to have that. And then Blade Runner came along, and gave you like the this is what like the dingy, noisy, overcrowded, you know, smog, rainy, you know, advertising. We'll, all keep, we'll, we'll build skyscrapers so high that we'll just start like making vehicles or making like roads and railways that that exist in this like way higher world, <laughs> like. Yeah. Well, that comes from like the like the twenties. Well, that's kind of Metropolis a little bit, you know the well the you know yeah no, but I mean, but that comes from like World's Fair kind of like the you know yeah for sure predictions that the the, that they had back in the fucking Jetsons right Jetsons right right had these floating fucking yeah. yeah. I guess it's it? always been like Cloud City. It's called and like shit, Raygun Gothic, but it used Raygun to be called something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the future of back to the, the future. future. Pepsi Perfect and Texaco and they got drones and shit, right? They got like AT and T's a sponsor, so they still want you to think there's gonna be phone lines. <laughs> they got AT and T, they got Nike, they got Pepsi, they've got Everybody. Texaco, they've got you see what a special effects Western is, Union. Really. It's great, <laughs> the, yeah. But they didn't great. see the internet and they didn't see the the mobile phone or the smartphone. Yeah, Which not, Star Trek or, or video. Those, those two kids in Cafe Eighties said, said they're like, "It's a video game." Like, like video games don't exist in the future. Isn't no, that they weird? Exist. You just don't touch them you with your hands. Yeah, well, so no, it's you more just, like the connect, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah we, we kind of have that. Yeah. Right, we've yeah, got yeah. video phones. We've got Skype and all that. Yeah, we've got the. Do we have the pizza that you can? <laughs> we don't. Yeah, the hydrating pizza. <laughs> the yeah. Well, I don't know, guy. I mean, because these guys. I mean. I don't know what's actually out there. We don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're living in an age where tomorrow we might have some of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> well, I want to say, well, odds are government might have a lot of this stuff because we're always like or 40, 50 it. years behind them. Because, yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, we got printers right now. Printers. You know, I mean, there's a lot of shit out there that we just don't know about. You know, printers that print oh, food and guns. Yeah, I, saw I saw somebody had ate a 3D printed pizza. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but that's that goes back to Star Trek. That's, that's Star Trek. Replicator. That's the replicator. Yeah. yeah. You so know? Star Trek saw the mobile phone and the replicator. They just thought these guys are tastes. going like, oh, you'll be, you'll have something little and it will expand. You know, once you hydrate it, it will expand. Yeah, because good idea. Like Colin said, it is space food. It is that time or time capsule because also they have the like the Princess Die stuff, the Michael Jackson stuff, which I guess it's a cafe eighties, so you would have that stuff still. But I mean, given our real history, it's like some of that stuff. Like whoa, they were way off. Like there's no, you know, try to imagine like a younger person watching this movie now, like trying to watch these is like you know their dad showing them like these are classic fucking. And seeing that Cafe 80s, like, I was looking at it, and I'm like, you know, to me, the stuff that was, like, you know, it was the Max Headroom. Like, nobody knows who the fuck Max Headroom is right. unless you lived through that. And, they, yeah. and I mean, you'd yeah. know maybe that that was uh, Ronald Reagan. I don't know. Yeah. Would you know, like, Khomeini? Uh, probably not. Or, like, what was going on there? Yeah, it's like, you know. But Michael Jackson, I think he'd 
you'd still know that that was you'd supposed to be right. Michael Jackson. Yeah. But also what's strange is like I think we still have like fifties style diners and let, oh, like yeah. cafe fifties. I was gonna style. say, let, yeah, I was gonna say let, that's the one fucking thing they got right is our goddamn nostalgia of the eighties. <laughs> but well, do we have like eighties style diners? I, yeah, dude. Cafes? Well, no, not diners no, necessarily. No, yeah, but like it's look still at the way. 50s, but though. it's become very like quote unquote punk. To wear those fucking like neon greens and pinks and, uh, and, and yellows. It's so it's kind of it's kind of fucking mall punkish. I'm not going to say it's punk. It's fucking hot topic mall punkish to yeah. like dress like the fucking 80s, you know. So maybe maybe they got our 80s. Uh, well, this is we can start something. This is the year we start wearing our fucking pockets inside. Of. That's why I want right. to start saying we can start our <laughs> and, and the Griff gang. The Griff gang are all dr- the. I like how, okay, they're in the year 2015, but they're dressed the way all the movies that were like class of 1984, class oh, yeah. of 1999, yeah. you know, they're dressed in that very fucking, I don't even know what you would call it, a well, neo punk. Yeah, fucking yeah, neo. Right. Yeah. Crazy yeah, but that, ass but that, fucking but that, but that movie punk shit. was always like, it seemed to me in the 80s, like that was them, like, this is like futuristic. The futuristic, yeah. yeah. Which I believe it. I mean, I'm ready for. It. I'm ready for the Mad Max fucking <laughs> like. You take a leather jacket. You take half a fucking football shoulder pad. You put one on here. You, you know, <laughs> yeah. you gotta you fucking put some leather. There's gotta be a like a a, 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 a leopard stripe. You know, someone has to have leopard stripe in your uh, in your group. Yeah. Just somebody. I don't care what piece of clothing it is. Yeah. Well, I always like the idea in like in movies that look toward the future that always seem to get something they get there's something of an idea that they get right is that, you know, I think, you know, you can make the error where you go like it's the future, so everybody's wearing fucking jumpsuits, right? Yeah. Because everybody wears future clothes and there's nothing of the past there at all. It's What's all the just communist? All it's the future like start. communist idea. The one legion mind, you well, know. And they're going for like everything state of the art and brand new. So there's no remnants of the old world there at all. But like, you know, something like uh, Blade Runner, Back to the Future, or like Minority Report. I remember Minority Report, you know, there's all these, you know, ships and stuff flying around and they go to like this brownstone, you know, neighborhood that's like, oh, those houses have been there since like 1940s or something like yeah. that. You know, it's like they got that. There's always that echo of the past. Right. Uh, Blade Runner, I like the idea that like in their fashions, you know, they went back to like, so it was in the 80s, supposed to be 2019 or whatever, but they're, they're wearing fashions of the 1920s, like the big hats have come back. You know, yeah. the veils and stuff like that. Everybody smoke. you know, <laughs> it's like they're all, it, they look like they're out of the 1920s. It's like that noir. Yeah, just to keep uh, it that noir detective. The, yeah. yeah. But that was kind of cool that all these, these things that are, are cyclical, you know, like eventually bell bottoms will some, at some point come back into style, you know. <laughs> we can always hope that the fedora will come back into style, but. Uh, right. Yeah. So, so fucking huge mistake by Doc Brown number two in this movie. It's let's fucking ditch Den- Jennifer in this fucking alley. Well, we go run around in the future, and we'll just trust she'll be okay. Because fuck it, yeah, I just don't get his logic. This, this gives us she could have been in the back like, seat of the fucking like right, she could have yeah. keep her in the there car. No back seat. Well, still the passengers. I'm just yeah, they're not in the fucking car. He's yeah. not in the car. It's like yeah, yeah. They, they, she could have been in the car also. Safe sitting in the fucking alleyway, be gang raped by Griff's fucking like uh, punk squad. Yeah, but it's a it's a nice future. Griff is the he's the he's still the anomaly. 
Yeah. Yeah. It does seem, yeah, like a bit of a utopia other yeah. than Griff running around. Right. And even, and even Griff is He's like not that, that bad. You know, yeah. He's got a big baseball bat that telescopes out. That's yeah. He's, he's well, he's also got like you're, what you're supposed to imagine are cybernetic like shin extensions, right? Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. like raises up. <laughs> That's on that. When I was a kid, that real like my mind fucking like just went off on that. It's like, oh my God, what, what, what you does know, he have? Cybernetic fucking shin extensions. What? Yeah. He can grow taller. I always thought like an exoskeleton, like uh, some sort of mechanical thing that would like raise his posture up. <laughs> you know, it would be something that was like, like uh, had a purpose as well. You know, like I don't. Oh know. yeah, I can see what you're talking about. You're talking about like some sort of a yeah, yeah. like an apparatus that he had to wear. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, you know, right. something that would actually help him. But it's all cybernetics. They say yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, cybernetics yeah. are all. I love they, his they introduction. They didn't have cybernetics, so it's still bionic in the movie. <laughs> it's bionic implants. Like, oh, that's right, it's the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think cyber was there. Well, no, well, well, cyborg. Fucking uh, true. Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, they're just whatever. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just not you know. I don't know. That you stuff doesn't be... bother me at all because it's like you know. No, I thought Jennifer, it's funny. You know, in the alley because he's like... got problems with his bionic implants. No, that's why I mean, he's so crazy. The, your point oh, the about Jennifer. The alley. It's like okay, it's like we've got a little bit of adventure where you know Marty gets into a recreation of his. You know, the 1955 run around the square in Hill Valley. Gets us yeah, to the gets square. The and then we have to go back skateboard. and see what his home life is like. So Jennifer, you know, ends up being the catalyst for them having to go back there. So, I mean, it's just, I see it from like a narrative standpoint because I want to see what the home life is like. And if this is the way that I get there, I was cool with it. I mean, I think it checks out logically well enough that it's like, you know, you just kind of go with it for the ride. Because what I want is to see, well, what is Marty like yeah. in 2015? 15 right you know, and how else are we going to get there and also travis uh, the most logical answer is for jennifer the, the reason why she's dead weight throughout the film is because she they, was not supposed to be in the film <laughs> she wasn't supposed to be there if they if they could go back in time and the filmmakers could take her out of that goddamn time machine before they went to the future yeah. they would have because that yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do with her? And I think, like, what Colin's saying, they did the best with what they could because mm-hmm. she is the reason to go to the house and, and see this whole future, which is cool. Like, you talk about Blade Runner and, like, what was the other one about, you know, how, like, the the, the echo of the past uh, with Minority, Minority Report. Report. Like, when you go into Marty's house in the future, like, all the furniture is could be from you know, the 80s or the 90s, possibly. It's, it's like yeah. an antique dining room table. has got the wall or whatever. But like the couch, the oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of the stuff. When you get yeah, I've inside, I've always thought that. his house is very unfucking. Well, because they do live in a shitty neighborhood, yeah, really. Right. He thinks it's all. That's the statement I like about this. When he gets there, he's like, "All right, I live in like whatever, which Hilldale. is like the nice." Yeah neighborhood of the 80s yeah but the future that's the fucking shitty neighborhood <laughs> I think yeah. that's really funny which yeah. is very true to real life <laughs> and that yeah like I've always thought uh, Marty's house it was just one of those things where it's like you're watching the movie like I've always you know I'm, like I mean I fucking love this movie through and through but I, I was always always underwhelmed by being in his house always very fucking underwhelmed because that hey, you yeah. were in this big square of all this shiny cool shit whatever then yeah and then you go to like what is almost like the 2015 like Roseanne house or something yeah, like that yeah. is really what it is yeah you know well, what would you want I mean something no I, it's just you know it's just a it's just a thing you know it's just one of those things because I mean you're you're in a very enclosed space 
you know, Jennifer's like moving around, sneaking around, trying oh, right, not to yeah. be seen. So you kind of barely see it, but you see it, and yeah. you're not that impressed. And <laughs> it's just like, well, the only takeaways that I have are there's, uh, you know, thumbprint scanners on the doors. <laughs> there's uh, fruit, uh, the impractical fruit dish that comes out of the center of the, like that. I'm like, where does that go? Like, is that refrigerated? In the uh, yeah, ceiling? like in the attic. I don't know. It's yeah. like you have to add on to your house and install this fucking thing. You got the, uh, the, <laughs> well, the I would actually wall. say that's kind of actually, actually on, everywhere. I'd actually say that is actually. Because, I mean, we were just watching the documentary about grow-ops everywhere. The whole, like, fruit thing. I mean, something I was watching is talking about, like, in like in the future, like, city apartments are supposed oh, yeah, to have yeah, all yeah. these greenery. So I kind of, oh, no, that's I what I thought that. it was like. Yeah, that. but that's cool. But, like, like that, that's, like, impractical. Like, how it, would expensive it, it wouldn't retract. your house. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> to have this Great, retract. Retract. <laughs> it falls out of, the, out of the ceiling. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is your fruit plate. Yeah, there's got to be an easier way to do that. Well, that was the other thing too. That you know, we were watching. It was like the fact that all the curbs in in uh, Hill Valley you know, and Hilldale, Hilldale had like you know the neon strips. I'm like, it's cool because you can see it looks futuristic. Yeah, you can see where the curbs are, yeah. but that's like you know financially impractical. That's why nobody's right. doing that for real. You yeah, know? <laughs> I like the the self walking dog leash. Yeah, it's got just the sensor floating. Yeah, the, the dogs walking. Yeah. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> We're not quite there. Yeah. Uh, well, we have the self-driving car. That's true. Yeah, we do have those. They're freaking people out, apparently. People don't like the idea of the self-driving car. It's a little freaky. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, the, yeah. the main thing that this section of the movie does is kick into... It resolves the uh, the end of the first movie, and it gives us the... Well, you almanac. see how, like, he's got a shitty future. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he's got to fix, eventually. But he gets the almanac, and the almanac is actually the... The main plot device of Back to the Future Part Two, because yes. it falls into the hands of Biff, and he takes it Old back Biff, to 1955 yeah. and gives it to his younger self and changes the world. And this is where Travis has and then a somehow once again with the movie. somehow inexplicably inexplicably fucking returns to a future he already changed. To give the DeLorean All back. Right. It's like, that's All the right. problem with this movie. This movie does <laughs> This suffer. is a good point. This movie suffers. This whole movie suffers from, we just had to make a movie. It doesn't matter. Don't think about it. We just had to do it. And it's like, okay, I get that. But at the same fucking time, it's like, God damn it. You know, once you start dissecting movies the way you do, you know, you watch movies, you watch movies, you watch movies, you're like, fuck, this just makes no sense. Well, this Why is the biggest just- logical flaw of the movie, I think. Well, well, yeah, because Doc Brown re- fucking refers to it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Later on. Yeah. Re- yeah, right, so do we need documents for this? Yeah, we don't we, need documents. Everybody's seen this movie. But right. So the timelines. The, the idea is, I, I believe, Travis, is that we as the viewers are on Marty and Doc's space-time continuum, which means that they are in the present. Whether they go to the future, the past, whatever, they're in the present with us, right? And so when... Old Biff takes the DeLorean, gives the almanac to young Biff, and then comes back. He disappears. It's kind of like when you... Well, he disappears in a unfucking uh, a deleted scene. In a deleted scene, right. He, so you're not... you don't. We don't see that. We see him. He looks like he hurts himself as he gets out. And he, yeah. think, now, why he, did he hurt himself? He's not. He's hurting because he's supposed to be dissipating. He's, he's the future is supposed to be disappearing. Uh, oh, yeah? Wait, yeah. Whoa, 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 tell I, me about this deleted scene, gentlemen. I don't all know. it so, is is he... <laughs> fall, remember when he falls against the car and he's like, ah, 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 ah. He's supposed to just fall on the sidewalk and disappear. And that's how you're supposed to realize the future they is starting this? to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 
interesting. Yeah, yeah. there's actual footage of it. I think it just called attention to the idea that it made no sense. So they're like, let's <laughs> not use that. But I yeah, think- because he could not return to the same timeline that he left. Biff goes no, back because in time, changes the, t- the future. Marty and Doc return. might have never even fucking met in Biff world. Like, right, you know, yeah. when, when, when Biff rules well, the fucking matter. world it and becomes matter. a millionaire, yeah, but they in- might have never even met because Doc gets incarcerated or uh, committed to an insane asylum at some point in time. But since we're sharing the temporal dimension of Bar- Marty and Doc, like the what I see happening is the DeLorean would leave their space time and never come back, and they would be stuck forever in the 2015 of. of no, Man. that future disappears because Biff World <laughs> takes the place of that future. That's what I'm saying. But not, M- not Dar- Doc and Mar- Marty disappear the same. But the not, same way uh, uh, Jennifer disappears in Biff World <laughs> as soon as dude gives the almanac to uh, to whatever. They disappear. That future, it, I mean, it's gone. This movie's over. <laughs> but it's, it can't be because, like, in their present, that hasn't happened yet. Dude, they're, as soon as he leaves in the DeLorean, their present is fucking non-existent. Well, what are the, the, the chalkboard, the alternate timelines? He's well, on, they're on an alternate future at that point. There is... <clears throat> There's the present. Yeah, but they would have never had that. Exactly. That's why they can't, because the only way they got to 2015 is by normal 85. Biff erased that normal 85 with with Biff 85. Doc Marty never even fucking have to go back to the future to make fucking George a goddamn author. But they haven't gotten to that point yet on Marty and Doc's space-time continuum present. Because, as we see in the films... They change all that back <clears throat> to normal, so in their space time, in their space time continuum. So that 2015 does still exist by the but end. But that's of- only, but by the end, yeah. But that's only playing fucking Bill and Ted rules, which I like <laughs> Bill and Ted rules better. Where Bill and Ted don't need to go somewhere that don't exist. They just say we put something here in the future, and then and, it's there. That makes sense. But then you have to really believe that you're gonna do that yeah, in remember the future. To do it. Yeah. You have to remember you to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I just oh yeah, you can't. This is a big fucking plot hole. But, but whatever, you're not supposed to think about it. You're not supposed yeah. to. And then the whole, because even Marty says, "Why don't we just go back to 2015 before Biff steals?" The, he's like, "That does not exist anymore." So how does it exist well, for them? But that could be because they left it. Yeah. No, damn it. Yeah. it's because Biff went back. Wait, Brent I can't, has this all yeah, figured that's out. That's why. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's because they left, and when they left. And they went into Biff's... No, he's right when it comes to a movie-making point of view. Not a storytelling or a whatever, but he's right when a movie-making point of view. We're sticking with Doc and Marty's perspective. They had no way to... I mean, that's the problem. The first half of this movie, they just need to trip through shit because they have to get through it, which kind of sucks. Like, I like it, but it kind of sucks. Because it's like, fuck! You know? It sucks when because you can tell when a story needs to be pushed through and not told. Because then once you get past it, then you're in Back to the Future. Fuck it. Once you're in Biff World, you're in Back to the fucking Future too, man. Fucking Striker. Fucking uh, <laughs> that's his name, right? The Strickland. 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 Yeah, Strickland. Yeah, Strickland. Yeah. I mean, that's to me. That's when Strickland. That's the story Slacker. of Back to the Future too. It's not. They just had to get through the 2015 shit because they said something about it in the old movie. It's really about. Once and, again, yeah, but I think Biff the almanac. The yeah, but the almanac is the thing that they get, you know, yeah, in the yeah, future. Yeah. That's the the catalyst. that is the yeah. And, and then you somehow have to get Biff back in time, 
you know, and then you have to, so he can alter the past with the almanac. It's like, okay, we're good. And then he has to deliver somehow the DeLorean back to the the, the now erased timeline. Yeah, it so, doesn't make sense. Yeah, that doesn't work based on their own logic. But all right. So, all right. you know, most people don't catch that Yeah, shit. they made that logic themselves. I mean, I, yeah, I you know, I can be like, well, no, if you look at time, whatever, it could have made. But in the well, movie, Doc Brown says himself, we can't go back because that future does not exist. So there's no way... That yeah, but fucking that's because they bit. left it. Well, There's no yeah, reason. They, they left well, so did Biff. Biff fucking left well, 2015, right, too. Right, yeah. Damn it, God no, damn it. No, I agree. No, but that's, that's, I don't that's want this to be most of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is why, I mean, that's why Biff, I know it's a deleted scene, but he does ultimately disappear. And it's kind of like... everything would have disappeared. But if you, pull, if you pull a plug from the wall and, like, there's still that light... It goes out. Slowly. I don't believe. No, it all That's, goes out at the same time. If you kill electricity, it all goes at the same. Not one, then the still, other, then the it's other. It's traveling through no, the way. I, I have seen it, sir. <laughs> You've seen it. I have seen it. Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, but, okay. Well, yeah. Moving on. We're dealing with time travel that which doesn't exist, and it's you know you're gonna Who says have time travel does some roadblocks. Concepts uh, exist, therefore time travel eventually will exist. Well, that's anyway, another thing. Which so, means time travel does exist because time travel exists. Through, here's just a <laughs> theological question. Um, Who's going to bring God into this? Whole or not shit. theological? Uh, what am I looking for? Anyhow, I, I don't know what the word is, but um, how is it that theoretical? You're saying theoretical? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think. It's like what sounds like theological? Yeah. Theoretical? Logical? <laughs> <laughs> um, how is it that Doc Brown? Since in this within this world, time travel does exist. How is it that Doc Brown is the only person, as far as we know, on the face of the planet that has ever successfully time traveled? He hit his head. <laughs> That's yeah, the answer. He, he slipped on the capacitor. fucking. Yeah, he invented the flux capacitor, and then he destroys it at some point because he says, "I'm going to destroy it." And we know, having seen the third movie, he destroys it, so no one else ever. So it, it just never. Yeah, and then somehow. I mean, obviously goes to the change from using plutonium to Mr. Fusion, which, I mean, that has to change what a flux capacitor is to a monumental extent. Yeah, I can only yeah. imagine. <laughs> power, I mean, it needed it just plutonium. Now it. It. So now he doesn't need the 2.21 gigawatts of electricity. Which is funny. It, yeah, generates, gigawatts. it generates the 2.21 yeah, gigawatts without yeah. having a lightning strike or plutonium. Uh, they didn't know how to okay, pronounce so gigawatts. Okay, so here's, a, here's another question <laughs> as, we're, as we're diving into the Back to the Future stuff. Fucking okay, mythology so of Back to the Future at one part one. In the movie, I want to say it's like right at the beginning where they bounce into 2015 they're going through the flying car thing and the skylines or whatever oh yeah that's highway you see the uh the the clocks on the uh the the delorean oh this one tells you where you're going this one tells you where Where you are this one tells you where you've been the one that tells you where you've been is set to 1955 implying to me that that's Marty was the last one he used it, but Marty isn't the last one he used it. Doc's been fucking going everywhere because he's got money in a suitcase from, like, all these different time periods. Even though he says he hasn't been to the Old West, he has money from the Old West. So, okay, we could say maybe he, like, picked this up at an antique store or something. Right. But he's lived enough in the future, for sure. Years, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Because he said he he's got that... how everything works. Well, because he also said he got that weird, like, age... Uh... Yeah, that age process done. Yeah, when he peels his fucking skin off or whatever the hell he yeah, does. So like, what? How long has Doc been gone? Who knows, man? That's awesome. <laughs> I'm not sure, but also they do. say... We could have made a Back to the Future too about it. <laughs> at some point, he says he has to fix that thing, referring to the time coordinates. 
you know, at the end because they are acting up. So yeah, but I mean, even that when it blinks the eighteen eighty, it's because at some point he punched that in there, meaning to go there and never went. Right. But it keeps coming up, even though he's like trying to go to. But the bottom one uh, at yeah. the very beginning, when they so they're they're in October twenty fifteen. That's where they're going. That's where they are. And then the bottom one is uh, November twenty second, nineteen fifty five, or whatever. So that's though. where they've been, and that's the day of the cl- right. of the of the lightning. Yeah, but that's not where because he's been. Because he, he's been he's driving been. around for years. <laughs> unless he went. Unless to 20- his last stop was. Or they just grabbed a screenshot from one of the other fucking <laughs> movies. <and> just, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that was one of those things again that you blink, you miss it. No, yeah, just but, like yeah. wait a second. Yeah, he hasn't even. Tell you, Doc is a stalker a of the fucking McFly family line. Like, he I is. think he loves fucking. Uh, he totally. Uh, he Marty's loves Marty. mom. No, he loves he's Marty. Marty's fucking dad. <laughs> That's why he's taking him on this adventure through time. Well, Marty's his only friend, right? Einstein, Einie. Well, Einie and Marty. Dog. Well, hey, yeah. come on, dude. That's. All he's got, really. That's all he's got, man. Copernicus. Yeah, that's, why he's looking into, that's why he's looking into Marty's like future. We don't know. Marty what... is the only friend that Doc has. You know, when it gets weird, is but an... why would he actually say, "Hey, dude, it's me. Remember, I had a time travel. Let's have a beer." That's why I don't fucking make sense about this movie. <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't you go to your friend? You know, I invented a fucking time machine. You saved my life from being murdered. Going back, you remember that, right? Going back to 1955, like, it doesn't, it's like, why, no, let's, I can't talk to you at all in the future. Well, because that's right, he's committed in the future, right? No, no that's he's committed some, in that's Biff World. The, yeah, that's in Biff World. Biff World, he's committed. Maybe he's dead in the future. But it doesn't matter, he's got a fucking time machine, and Marty McFly will always know for the rest of his life he traveled through time. <laughs> like, but then it's not an adventure if you just have to tell people stuff. It will wow, be an adventure, you just get more people, you get you get old McFly, old Marty involved, then you get young Marty, I don't know, he could have done something else. This, that's what I'm saying. You're saying movie. they could make another Back to the Future, Back to the Future Part 4 right now with the guy. Oh, old. well, for sure. <laughs> Make lots of Back to the Future. I'm surprised they aren't doing that. Well, well they made the video it? game. It would be in the big train, though. Yeah, that, I'm saying that ruined everything. Yeah. No, like, I mean, yeah. the part three. <laughs> that's just another joke, you know? I mean, that's... Because even the cartoon came out, no one to see fucking Doc Brown with, hanging out with his two kids and his old fucking woman and their what? flying train. What, there was a cartoon? Back yeah. to the Future cartoon. And it was, seriously, them on the... Yeah, train. But yeah. they lived in like modern day. They <laughs> yeah. just they lived in modern day. He just had his two kids from the old west, but for some reason still fucking wore coon hands. <laughs> Shit, it was so fucking weird. <laughs> Did you see this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure yeah. it was like ninety two. I don't have them. Though. I, I need to get copies. Oh, I'm sure you could just YouTube ten minutes of it and be like, <laughs> probably. <laughs> sure, it's as good as the little shop of horror cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Bill and Ted cartoon. I mean, they just made a cartoon out of any fucking movie back then. Yeah. Like, it was a movie. They sold tickets. Make yeah. a cartoon it was a out of it. Avenger cartoon. But the, the oh, weird man. thing is, Travis, I think you did touch on something with the relationship between Doc and Marty. Because in the third one, when Doc finds out that he gets killed in the Old West, they go to the library to look up and see what happened to him. And when they're supposed to be looking into Doc's past from the Wild West, Doc is finding pictures of Marty's family. And he's like, look at this, Marty. He's obsessed. <laughs> I, I found a picture of, you know, your great, 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 whatever. He's just curious. I mean, they're the two guys who travel through time. You're, but like, he's trying he's to figure out person. his death. He only cares. When he got killed and what happened. And well, he's he still looking up Marty. He was, like, going through the records and, like, holy fuck, it's the Seamuses, and they look like the McFlies. Marty, 
Oh, come on. Okay. I, <laughs> I'll just, give you that. I will give you that, definitely. I just think, uh, you know, because like I said, he keeps on talking about all these great things he's going to do with this time machine. All he's doing is like, look. Well, we don't know that. He could have been on to him, whatever. All right, so anyway. <laughs> you think some of those other exciting things would be a catalyst. No, he's just hanging out, Steve. sitting in cafes. Yeah. Doc Brown needed to have his own. Uh, so, what happened between Back to the Future one and two? Doc Brown's adventure. So once again, once we get the Biff fucking world, like I love how it's this like awesome like. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean because once awesome. again, that's that classic nineteen. It's that classic nineteen ninety nine kind of like of dystopian. People... It's that dystopian now, you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> fuck the future, dystopian now. Yeah, and uh, you know. Uh, he he sees how his fucking mom is like a okay. Well, broken here, down shadow. Before you get to that, do you want to talk about plot holes? I'm with you here. Uh, and again, I love this movie. But uh, when they so Doc and Marty, they're flying when they go back to alternate 1985. When they come in, like landing down into Hill Valley, mm-hmm. don't you think they would notice like this giant? skyscraper in the middle of town and all these like oil you know yeah, oil big, stacks uh, whatever fire oh I thought that stacks. was great yeah when he goes to the graveyard that was cool. to see his, where his dad's been buried there's like the oil refinery <laughs> in the background <laughs> <was> yeah cool. <laughs> yeah it's it's very it cool, but I mean, you would notice that coming in. Unless they're just kind of like I don't know, they're plum tuckered from time traveling. Yeah, it was dark. Yeah, it was. It's dark. all time travelings, and they just were back in 1985, and you couldn't see this building lit up like Vegas, right? And be like, when hey, I was, that's odd. <laughs> I always thought that was so scary when he like when Marty jumped back into his fucking bed and like that black girl stood up and started screaming. Yeah. I would have shit my pants, you know? Like what the fuck? You want to talk about? I mean. The total opposite of what this dude's expecting to yeah, happen, yeah. you know? Right. Not only someone right else's house. house you're damn right you're in the wrong house. And once again, because, I mean, that is the ghetto now. Now, what is what is the shitty middle class that, you know, he thought he moved out from, you know, in the future is the now the ghetto in Biff World. Well, I, I got the impression that, like, everywhere except for Biff Palace was the ghetto. Oh, yeah, I guess so. He's yeah, I Biff guess World. so. Pretty rough. Yeah, I yeah. guess yeah, so. He's living high. Yeah, I don't know why high. somehow it's connected yeah, to 2015 and future to that. It's obviously a, a racist... Huh? Racist town. Because remember, oh, like, when, when the black guy comes outside, he's like, you tell those people we ain't selling you here. We yeah, ain't selling. No, just, just the, the bankers. He's still, yeah, they're still just trying to buy up and kick people out of there. I think Biff's pretty racist. Well, from 1955, yeah. <laughs> I think the alternate 1985 Biff isn't only right, How do we, where, what are you basing this? I'm curious. Uh, what they're the, kicking him out of the neighborhood. I don't know if that's Biff, though. I think it is. He owns, he owns the cops. Owns everything. I don't know if it's racist. I just think it's a way to be like, what is the absolute opposite from what Marty's expecting yeah. is to go into his house. Not only is it not his house, but it's a house of a black family. It's just like, that is yeah, the yeah. fucking opposite of what you Biff expect. Biff rules the world. Just that line. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I, I wish there could be a different song, though, when you enter Biff World. I don't really care for... Uh, was it Journey or something? No, uh, it's... Uh, wasn't it Motley Crue or some Warner? shit? It's I Can't Drive 55. Oh, yeah, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Hagar. 
Yeah, right, he should so do a different, like, in, a post In evil Biff world, he has to find out how Biff became this, you know, because he, he bet on the almanac all through his well, life. Well, he's almost, like, back in, like, the whole, like, trying to figure out where reality is, right? I mean, he's like, what's going on? Like, asking his mom, like, what? No one's going to give me a straight yeah. answer. Well, like, he does not It's the mirror realize. of him being in 1955 in the first movie, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and this Back provides an opportunity floor. for, like, you know, all of these actors to play, like, you know, multiple... I mean, that's what's fun Fuck about yeah. this movie, is Michael J. Fox plays him old, his kid, his daughter. Uh, Tom yeah. Wilson plays young Biff, old Biff, oh. and... He's got, uh, like, seven Biff. Biff. And, and Grandpa Biff, Griff, <laughs> fucking Buford. I mean, dude, yeah. that yeah. guy. Yeah. Oscars. Oscars. And they are, yes. like, a little subtly different, like, every time. Oh, they're brilliant. Even, even, even... Fucking, uh, I mean, like Biff World Biff to Biff detailing at the beginning, uh, yeah. you know, at the end oh, of part yeah, one. I mean, yeah. he is a total, I mean, except for when he's like the, what the hell's going on here? When he starts to get an edge, when he starts yep. to fucking get an edge, he gets a little evil tint in there. Actually, yep. that's a good question. But at the beginning is, of part, uh, or the end of part one, he's just like, oh yeah, I'll get the second cut. Co- oh, right away. You know. Now, Biff, <laughs> Biff, I told you. <laughs> well, okay. Well, you guys know these movies probably back to front better than I do. But would you say that the evil Biff from part two is the same character as modern day Biff at the beginning of part one? No, because he kills Biff and he kills. No, no, not that. But I mean, like the performance. I mean, does it feel like that's no. the same? Like, rrr, 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 like that's no. The same guy. He, he seems rougher and more grizzled as yeah, because the evil Biff in alternate nineteen eighty five. To me, yeah. To me, it feels yeah. like that's Biff world feels like he never got as the Biff from the first the beginning of. Part one. It's 85. Yeah, yeah so that's Biff. Yeah, He's yeah. the same age. It's just, yeah. I think in Biff world, I don't think he was ever punched by George. Even though somehow right, right. I think they got married. or the, I mean, obviously the, the McFly's had kids, somehow, blah, blah, blah. I just don't think, you know, he didn't have that, or, or, or at least him murdering George in 73, you know, gave him his, you know, yeah. so, or the yeah. money gave him his. I, I guess, I mean, it's. Uh, it's the same core, but I think that it's just more corrupt and more power and more. He's just more no, evil. Yeah, I get that. Because there's a dominating George. George McFly is a dominating character his- through his life in Biff's life. For I mean, if if in Biff world he kills George in '73, I mean, in in normal '85, that's an additional almost ten years of. You work for me. I, you know, I, you know, George McFly is a popular author or whatever the fuck he yeah. is, and Biff is a detailing car guy who who's just middle class or lower than middle class or whatever the fuck. So there's there's the two Biffs. Like this one Biff took charge of a life in a weird way and fucking killed the dude. I, I mean, that's why I love when you go back to fifty five and you got that scene like you will marry me, Lorraine. I mean, I, I fucking love oh, that scene, uh, dude. Yeah. That. This movie is Biff's movie, dude. I love this movie. This is, yeah, it does have, like, the bigger, the bigger Biff. I mean, evil Biff is a really cool character. I mean, you know, I mean, I like younger Biff, too, but he's an idiot. He's an idiot, you know? but he's still kind of evil in a weird way. I mean, oh, he's yeah. like a... Well, he's tormenting the fucking kids down the street, taking their balls <laughs> in 1955 and all that, you know? Yeah. Grams! I'm going to <laughs> yelling yeah. at his grandma. Yeah, Biff is always, like, bent in some way. There's something... Happened to that kid? I don't know. Whatever. Some kids are just born bad. Even though, even though old, old, old. This is what I do. Like old Biff is the Biff from modern eighty five. He's still that kind of shrunken down. That's why when Griff is like, Griff, oh, did you right. get 
yeah, that yeah, second yeah, corner, yeah. where he's like, I did it. Just like, don't, you know, uh, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. that broken down yeah, yeah. fucking Biff. Yeah. Well, you actually brought up a point that was interesting. Like when old Biff goes back to 1955 and sees, you know, himself, you know, he recognizes that the younger him is an idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's he, embarrassed. And, yeah, he's a bit, yeah, he's like, <laughs> you're like, saying it wrong. <laughs> it's like he's trying to correct himself. Like, yeah. if you could go back to the past yeah, and, and fix, fix something that about fucking yourself. one dumb, embarrassing thing. But it's did. interesting that he does see, like, you know, the, the you know, the, the chase that ended up with the manure spilling into his car, <laughs> that he sits there and he's like, oh, yeah, the manure. I remember that. Well, first of all, I believe that, you know, that would be a memory that you would probably never forget. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to repress it a little bit like, oh, yeah. But he looks back at it almost like with a fond remembrance where he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, the he's manure, not bad. You know? He's happy about it. Yeah. Weird way. Just remembering his young self yeah. makes yeah, him yeah, happy, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. like little things like that to me make this movie. Like, fuck the plot holes. Fuck the, you know. I mean, that's the problem with these type of movies. It's like they got the emotion. They know the emotion they're going for. Yeah. They just, you know, they're like, ah, fuck, we wrote ourselves into a hole. Fuck it. You yeah, know? but see, I mean, I guess maybe that's, I, I don't know. I, I don't look at it so, you know, there are movies that I do have hold that kind of rigid, like you must adhere to this kind of, because they build that kind of logic into them. But when it's I like, it's all in the traveling. spirit of fun where you're like, and they're making their own rules. It's like, we're just trying to, you know, I mean, it creates like this forward momentum of, I guess it's adventure more than it is action. But if this, where there's just like something new to be discovered, like every you know moment of the movie, and you got Doc like just you know giving you the the base. Well, not the base. It's convoluted. You know, like you know, this is the explanation for why things are the way they are right now. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> like just don't like it way. when these people get. I mean, because I came up with a fucking good. You know, just the idea that. If the movie's going to end good anyway, that's how that 2015 still exists. Because Marty, no matter what, the timeline continues mm-hmm. and Marty and Doc will go and save the future. Yeah. Even though it's just, no, but that's fucking wrong because he fucking doesn't get in the accident. That 2015 never exists. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> right. That yeah. version of the world never, ever exists. Except for in that one moment in time. I'm You're saying for Biff, to, for Biff to come back to, yeah, McFry. We no, don't I love talk about that, that shit. Travis is just poking holes in my childhood, <laughs> dude, uh, dude. Trust me, I love this movie, and I had to poke holes in it myself. I did, like, you know, that's what you do, right? You love something so much, you dissect, you dissect, and you're like, God damn it, it just doesn't make sense. But is this what we do? We, yeah, I'm saying we, we as like a collective, this seems to be like a modern thing. It's like. We find fault in all of these things. Basically, these these are movies that bring you joy, right? When you watch them, when you saw them originally, but now we look at them with like this kind of hard analytical, you know, eye, and it's like they don't hold up to that because I don't think they were ever intended. No, to, they were. Right? No, I mean the fact that they make as much sense as they do, <laughs> you know, is a credit to them. And I, I think the fact that this movie, the the later half of of it. Or third, whatever, where they recreate and oh my God, have the characters first going back into the first movie, which I don't even know. Changes like, the world. Been, like, yeah, what yeah. movie goes back to the first movie? Right. In such a, like, you're almost, like, butting heads with the first movie. Like, oh, my yeah. God, if you mess up the first movie, yeah. don't mess up the first movie. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking genius. Yeah. He's in your first movie. Yeah. That's just awesome. Like, I mean, it's just weird. I remember even seeing it, you know, the first time. It was just weird having a new, you know, like a new angle on action that happened, you know, in the first movie. Even seeing, like, where Biff was during this point. Like, what was he doing right. before the dance? What, right. what, what was, uh, you know... 
we, we, we well, shit, there was, get there was one scene where I just, you know, again, I've been thinking about this as a filmmaker. So from the movie making perspective, there's the scene where uh, Marty's trying to get like up the, you know, whatever the, uh, what do you call it, catwalk over the stage. So he's watching himself yeah. perform and uh, Marvin Barry is like standing there kind of listening to the music and I'm sitting there looking at him going like, is that the same actor? Because his face is turned away from us as he was in the first movie. I'm like, is that the same guy? And then Marty goes off the screen. That guy turns around, comes into the room, picks up the phone, and right then you're like, oh, shit, that was the moment. He's making the phone <laughs> call. He's making yeah. the fo- they don't even have to show it. It's just you know that that's all of a sudden connected to, like, this yeah. is that moment <laughs> that we saw in the first movie. You know, it's yeah. brilliant. It is. Some of those scenes or moments of those scenes I'd like to, like, Match the, or sync them up, you know, from the first one and the second one. See <laughs> I'm how they you time have, out. That'd be, I know. That'd be I, I need sick to. if they fucking timed out. That'd be sick. But I'm at sure, one point, you know, I wanted can't. to see but. who logged more screen time driving the DeLorean. Is it Marty or Doc? Oh, it's gotta be Marty. It's gotta. <laughs> it's gotta be, be right. It yeah. has to be because yeah. the whole mo- first movie is big. Well, no, yeah, he barely even drives them. That's yeah. The first movie, the DeLorean's out of fucking. And then doesn't it, have any fuel. And the third one, it's out of commission, too. Yeah, the DeLorean's always out of commission. <laughs> this is the only movie it works in. <laughs> well, it has to, you have to stop somewhere. To it's because they knew, they knew they fucked themselves. <laughs> They're like, no, the, the time machine gets them to a place and doesn't work. <laughs> we can't keep yeah. fucking ourselves in the holes. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they did away with the whole, like... Ice on the DeLorean, I think after, or maybe like no, halfway through the first the, one. And when Biff comes back, it's got the really, yeah, it's smoking. Uh-huh. It smokes, oh, but yeah. it wasn't as I mean the but first it was like movie caked is on. fucking icy. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. But maybe you see more. There's like more wires and more like tubing well, and crap yeah. all over the DeLorean. I'm wondering if Mister Fusion may have changed yeah, that. Yeah, 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 made it more yeah, 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 more efficient. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps. So okay, so where are we at? We're at the dance. You know how you you know how you got to the under or the enchantment under the sea dance. Guys, we out the wall. I don't know what it is about that song, but yeah, no, I I love that scene too because you know well it's weird just seeing you know like that Marty's in disguise guys would be like you know the bomber jacket and the fedora hat he's wandering through the crowd and not a single person seems to notice like hey you're Calvin Klein or whatever or you know well that's inconspicuous yeah. that's a funny <laughs> yeah. show yeah. dressed like a 1950s play yeah <laughs> yep that's what you do yeah that's a funny job. I also <laughs> I also like how this gives you like a what his what Biff's three punks. I mean, the reason Biff's three punks aren't there to fucking also fuck with around with George and Lorraine or whatever is because they're chasing Marty at the other side of the score or whatever. And then the band that's smoking their pot or whatever. Like we don't want to. I don't love that scene. We don't want to mess with no reefer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. musicians. Oh right, yeah. Does that happen in this one? Not in this one. At some what? point, I, no. at some point, I that's stepped out for a cigarette. Is that the first one? Bathroom break. So I missed. <laughs> was that in the first that one? That's, the that's first in the first. Oh, one. fucking yeah. weird! I thought I went to the bathroom during this one and I just missed that scene. Yeah, no, it's in the yeah. first. I, I thought they. The I thought. One. Oh yeah, they throw him in the trunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck me. You know what I love about I the second the... one is you get a little insight as to what Strickland's doing during the dance. Like, yeah. I love it when he goes back to his office. 
just to like you know sneak a drink a snifter of whatever he's drinking and then you know he's looking we don't at the time we think it's the almanac we think it's the almanac what a but he's checking out the ooh la la ooh la la ooh la la ooh la la I just like those little moments, you know, it's mm-hmm. developing these characters. It's more than what, like, it's everything that, like, would have been too much for the first film, but it's just right for the second film. Right. I just yeah. don't know how many times I can say that that fucking Biff deserves a goddamn Oscar for this movie. He does. Just the way, like, when, when, when like, uh, when Duke comes up and he's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, nothing, just, you know, get some fresh air. You know, he just acts like a fucking punk trying to act like, I mean, the guy's yeah. fucking brilliant, And whatever happened to Tom Wilson? He was in, uh... He's he does the heat. He was the uh, police yeah. oh, commissioner shit, for right, Sandra yeah. Bullock and uh, whatever. He was in a series of you... Wing Commander games in the 1990s. Was he? With Mark Hamill. Oh, shit. oh yeah, I didn't know that. He, he was like stand-up comedy musician. Did he? Yeah. If you really want to see him like uh, in a good role, oh, he's, an he's in the first season of Freaks and Geeks as the uh, PE oh, coach. That's right. So there's a good like. That's when I saw him again. Like, oh my god, yeah, Biff. That's <laughs> like, yeah. So if you really want to see that guy, well, I mean, he doesn't like do anything great i guess in it but still you know hey if you want to see like i yeah. almost think that guy could be now like the wonder years dad you know oh, <laughs> like yeah, i yeah, you know yeah. that's sort of like man that guy's awesome yeah yeah so he's not on the convention circuit i guess strickland is i, know I saw yeah strickland, strickland is yeah. that guy well that guy's in three back the future movies and right? masters of the universe no, not Strickland. I was talking about fucking Beth. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're, talking, oh, you're talking about strickland being on yeah, the, what? the autograph he was in all three and Masters of the You're talking about Strickland being on the yes, autograph yeah, circuit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah. Tom Wilson actually has been probably. Probably, I'm sure. <clears throat> yep. I don't know. I know he's an accomplished artist, musician, comedian. Biff or actor? Uh, Strickland? Biff. Biff. Yeah. Biff. It's pretty pretty awesome. And it is pretty great. Awesome. Like, there's another moment uh, at the dance when Back to the Future Part 2 Marty is sneaking around. And he's out in the parking lot, and he realizes that he stumbles up on, like, Back to the Future Part 1, Marty's car. Uh, with oh, Lorraine shit, in he's about to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> and it, Well, before that even, like, he has to duck down and, like, sneak past the car. Because yeah. it's, it's the moment inside when Marty and Lorraine are, you know, like, basically she's drinking and she's smoking. And she's and she says something like, she says, when I have kids, I'm going to let them do whatever they want, whenever they want. Oh, right. And yeah. then Back to the Future Part 1, Marty looks out the window, and he's like... I'd like to get that in writing. And then as Back to the Future Part 2, Marty's sneaking underneath the window. He goes, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, that's, that, like, there's no other film that you can yeah, have that in. Yeah. That's fantastic. And how they pulled that stuff off in 1989. I mean, I know, you know, because, I mean, Jurassic Park was 92, 91, well, 91. But they had to have been working on it by 90. Well, I'm the sure Abyss, the Abyss was 89. Like, yeah. Yeah, so, I Abyss. mean, like, there was some... <laughs> You know, I mean, this was the advent of some, you know, computer compositing or something, right? Right. Yeah. Where they do a scene that's basically the well, old I mean, school split screen, but the camera well, was able to, to the move. Future One, you know, be? I mean, because Back to the Future One had a lot of the, you know, disappearing hands. Yeah, but all that, that stuff's yeah. blue screen or optical work. I mean, this was like, you know, electronic yeah, composites because they, they were able to like. In that scene where, like, Biff is talking, you know, he's sitting in the car with young Biff on one side and old Biff on the other mm-hmm. side. I was watching it to see, like, you know, okay, at this point, you know, if the wind, if the wind, the line in the middle of the screen, the window, is the, you know, the mat line between these two guys, it's like, okay, so when this hand comes over, this is an extra. 
You yeah. know? Yeah. And then he flips, I think, the book, I think, is like a, not CG, but, you know, blue screen thing, element added later so that the guy on the other side can get it. But, like, well, when he gets through, it, it, it edits right to just a, like, close-up of young Biff as but he the hands camera, the book. But the camera pushes in and pulls out of that. Like, while they're while that scene's going on. Really? It, yeah. I thought and it that's where I was like, to a close-up. Oh, yeah. how they do that? It's but, moving. Yeah. I mean, you could do it now. They also, like, at the dinner table in the future with the three Martys, when you have old Marty and his son and his daughter, they have like a motion controlled camera set up so that you can have all three of them interacting at the dinner table, but they mask them and the lines will all match. Right. Yeah. So they can actually like, and when they were shooting that, apparently they're like, nothing could be moved on the set. Like shit was glued down and and there was an earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. while shooting that scene, crazy, but like nothing moved. I mean, they had it all nailed and what down. Was it? They were listening to playback or something in their ear of like the first tape. They, they would have had to have been, yeah, yeah. So they could hear like what the what the response was or whoever the the right. dominant voice was. But that would just have to be in a in a full shot though, right? Like a like a wide shot. Yeah, they, they, well, yeah, because like, most of the shit is close. I mean, yeah, yeah. most of it is close. They, yeah, they've got a few what they do shots. is they they go from the pizza when, when uh, she lays the pizza on the table, all three hands go in and take a slice, and the camera pulls back, pulls back, and then you're into and the, then uh, yeah, then they're all interacting with each other. So the three it's, hands were stunt hands, and then once they're cleared the shot, then you I, get back. And, I guess, yeah. yeah. And I, like, I don't know. Even though, like, I'm jumping back to 1955 in part two. Uh, I like how Marty was able to react. Even Marty missed the punch that his father gave Biff in part one. I like how he was able to see it this time and go, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, I thought that was yeah, he's, awesome. he's happy." Oh, about right, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, kind of cool. That. He got to actually see his yeah. father punch Biff. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's a nice moment. Yeah, I think he stole that guy's wallet. Yeah, he's got his wallet. <laughs> it definitely feels like they're having a lot of fun with this sequel. Mm-hmm. Like that guy, like that character's not needed, but he's there. He's got a That's couple say, funny I mean, jokes. You, I mean, he says the, the one line four times, but it's just funny. It's just funny yeah. that there's this weird concerned well, it's guy. Like, it's like, punctua- It's it's humorous punctuation to the end of a scene. It somehow makes every scene end on a, like a high note. They all go out like George Costanzo, and they're still on. Costanzo, because he like you know just the way that the camera moves in, and somebody says something like right into the camera. You know, it seemed like they did that a lot. I think Zemeckis is like Zemeckis and Spielberg are like the two two guys are maybe like the master of that kind of thing. Yeah, they keep lightheartedness throughout. Like no matter like they know how to like they know how to end a scene. Yeah, yeah, I think that's (laughs) it. It's like you know how to end a scene that it still feels like that scene's got life into it instead of just like okay, it ended and we're waiting for somebody to leave and cut. It's like their their stuff ends on a moment. Right. Like even if like the the guy leaves and the extra turns around, I think he took his wallet. Cut. It's like you've got that. You know, it's a little piece (laughs) of life. Yeah, I love little piece of life. Forrest Gump. There's Forrest Gump. When, <laughs> when you first see Tom Hanks running and he Forrest runs onto the football field and they're all watching him, you know, and then they throw the football and then he's running and he, they catch it. And he, he closes the scene by like everybody's stunned. And then like this so tackle comes up standing there. Yeah. And he gets tackled right at the end. Like that's just that punctuation. Like the, the, the receiver that was running for the ball. Yeah. He just stops. He stops when Forrest catches it and then he gets tackled or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah that's <laughs> and then you're out. Yeah. That's for sure. That's perfect. So, okay. So he, wait, 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 I got another question just as like, we're talking time travel movies with this Whoa. type of feel. 
uh, how uh, like we you just saw It's a Wonderful Life not too long ago. Right. I mean, like there is that sense. It just kind of feels like this movie is kind of playing ball against you know It's a Wonderful Life. You know, like because it's the same kind of square. We get to see like the dystopian. You know, instead of Potterville, it's Biffburg or whatever. You know, right? It's, it's, the world without your family, the world without you, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and it's a wonderful life. But like you know, well, even this he, is well, the world. He, but I like how he says the version where the bat. You know, like Potter takes control of the town, and it's all like you know, vice and everybody's you know mean to each other and all nasty and they were all nice and you know the 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 present that you left and this kind of has that same yeah. it, it is like the the no i was gonna say the modern day it's a wonderful life but it's like it's the 80s you know version, uh, yeah. version of that same it, it it can rekindles the same type of spirit i think that that older movie has yeah <clears throat> this this one specifically yeah i could see that was there a question in there? No, or? I was. Well, I was asking if that was the same thing. If it was similar experience. Th- um. Yes. And I kind of went and answered it too. I asked the question. <laughs> it was terrible. I apologize. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. I was kind of felt a little bit Christmas carol-y to me though too. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, exactly. The whole like looking back in your life. Yeah. yeah. So I like how Doc does say so that how there's like there could be something about November twelfth night or is it November twenty second nineteen fifty five that that could be the uh, the uh, yeah the moment that somehow the time all space time could, <laughs> converges on somehow. I think it's it's November twelfth right? yeah I don't know November 12th. well November twelfth when they first showed up but I think it's this twenty second that he's talking about because they keep well no yeah maybe you're right they yeah. have to keep going back to November twelfth yeah. yeah like that's the pivotal back. point in the universe. Yeah, or yeah, at least one of them. Or yeah. for at least McFly's, like, his whole family, like, lineage. For his family timeline, that's the day, like, that's or the whatever moment. the fuck. Yeah. That's so, a cool idea. It is a kind of cool idea. Yeah. yeah. I imagine there's multiple pins all over the timelines, you know? But that's one of those moments where, you know. Which, yeah, the interesting thing is, like, originally they weren't supposed to meet like that. Like, who? Lorraine and uh, sorry, Lorraine and George weren't supposed to meet on that date. They were supposed to meet a week earlier when George is, you know, bird watching, bird watching, yeah. peeping <laughs> on Lorraine, and her dad hits him with the car. But another the fact, one of those damn kids jumped in front of the car. So the fact that <laughs> that's good, <laughs> Marty gets hit, and then George, you know, has to be worked into asking Lorraine out and going to this dance. This whole thing oh. means that. For that date to exist in the, you know, the pivotal date in the McFly's universe, time travel has to exist in order to get them to that point. Because dun, dun, Marty dun. had to intervene. Well, I don't know, because no matter what, that's the day George would have met her. No, matter no what. it's because it was going to be a week earlier. But it's the date of the thunderstorm. It's the, the date that... No, that's the 12th. The, the, the 12th is out. the day they, they show up. The 22nd is the day of the thunderstorm. The 12th is the day that uh, George would have peeped oh, at her shit. and met her. Right, but it's okay. only... It's, it's a By week. By the dad. Well, it's a week before. But no, no, it's not. But it's... That's it's a week before the dance. But but yeah. it's the it's the it's day eight, he shows eight. up in the time traveling day. That's his time travel. It'd be the... Well, yeah, it'd be the... <laughs> November 12th is... So it's the 21st. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. We're idiots. Yeah. It's it's the 20 Yeah, okay. It's just the yeah, the yeah, the It's still yeah, it's amazing. Well, listener, we've bent your ear long enough. Probably about Back to the Future 2. We didn't even finish Back to the know, Future 2. Know, we got to right? talk about the fucking ending. We have what to. What do we have to talk about? We just have to. Well, you 
Don't don't talk about it's a fucking wonderful life and say we can't talk about the end of the movie we're reviewing. All right. I want to talk about right. the best ending of any fucking movie I've ever seen in my Holy life. Holy shit. Well, then we have to talk Go about to it. Go to it. When, even though for some dumb reason I can't land this thing that like has been landing fine vertically up and down the whole movie, but for some reason when it's a little windy, even though it was very rainy in 2015, it was very stormy in 2015, but in 1955 stormy, you but can't land that pylons. futuristic. They had gun. pylons in 2015 that somehow <laughs> I'm uh, still waiting for the best ending because so far you're dogging on it. <laughs> I just had to dog why he couldn't land. Okay. I'm just like, why All can't right. he fucking land? <laughs> but just, I love, I love, uh, I love the lightning bolt hitting the the DeLorean, and he's just like, Doc, where's Doc? You know, you think, oh my god, the you know, we just got through this fucking adventure. Now this dude's gone. What the fuck just happened? And then a car shows up. Like, are you Marty McFly? <laughs> I love yeah. that when you just think it's like, what the fuck? And then it gets answered right away. Like instantaneous. Oh, so the car genius. Shows up. Yeah. And then they get to do it twice with having the ending of the, of the first movie. And, yeah, yeah. and Doc Brown's like, yeah! <laughs> and then Marty, Marty comes, comes running, running back out. He's like, I just sent you back! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it, but I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean that's just I just love that ending. I mean that made me excited for part three. So when I got to part three, I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> uh, you can't end a movie so awesomely gratifying. <laughs> such oh, a man. cliffhanger. Yeah. Oh, Travis uh, has a problem with part. He does. He has a part a problem. It with part was three. such a great adventure. And it's then part still two is. is like the adventure's not over. And then part three's like, eh, I'm gonna fucking fall in love with this broad. Because that's walk. the doc. That that's the storyline you have to do in the third you know what? part. You, you know, know why the other two movies were successful? Two. They were not about Doc. The third one, I want to say, is part of the fucking Back to the Future trilogy. Just because they make you out. buy it. They make you buy I it. I like part three better than part two. You, we already talked about this. That You need to watch part three. Maybe, maybe. And then but I, the thing that. I liked about part three over part two, it's like part two, I like the fact that they go into the original movie, you know, and spend so much time in that. And I like it. But, you know, I like it more from a technical standpoint and for like, this is cool. They're going back there and doing this. But it is kind of something that you have seen already, you know, and part three is like a new adventure with these characters. And that's why I like part. it's like there's part one and part three and part two is like the, you know, we're having fun with it. I mean, part three, we're having fun. But you know what I mean? two, we're the having whole, fun with the concept But the of whole time point is still Marty two. McFly's family. That's the whole point of this whole series. Marty, part no, three's got nothing no, to do. I, no, because no, no, the whole part point one of it is, is all Marty about and fucking, Doc, I think. No, it's all about Marty. But if you look at it that way, then part fucking, three does is relevant to the Back to the Future trilogy. It's not. Just because he fucking finds a guy that looks like him, and he's like, he wears a bull hat, and he's just like, oh. Oh, Marty, you're a of her. You know, you could come with us to the clock tower dance. It has nothing to do with its fucking family. I'm just saying that the whole point of one and two, George and fucking Lorraine, uh, Leanne, or Lorraine. Lorraine, need to fucking get together so their family line and they need to get Biff out of there. That's the whole point of the That's back the whole point to the of one. And two. Well, because they're redoing it one. It doesn't matter. That's the whole point. It's just <laughs> We're like redoing it's it. It's just like how Michael Myers only kills his sister. And then, oh my god, we got to come up with something else for him to do. Oh, yeah. That's what three is. Three's like, what else are they going to do? Oh, that, that's what? what makes three fun. It's not. No, what it is. What? All right. You know what's funny in part three is there was definitely incest in the McFly family because oh, his this, this whole series wait, is wait, wait, fucking. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. Gonna, that's going to be my fucking because uh, Leah Thompson plays. Marty's great 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 grandmother or whatever and she also plays <laughs> Lorraine oh, yeah. Baines Lorraine, yeah. yeah 
Yeah, yeah it's weird. The McFlies and the whoever is always this whole movie. Yeah, this yeah. whole movie has incest written all over it. In part one, there's the mom. So, I mean, the whole pre- premise of the fucking part one is, what if your mom fell in love with you instead of your dad? That's the whole fucking premise. <laughs> and then part two is, well, not just there's just the moment where he's like, your tits are huge. You know, he just had that he weird doesn't moment, say that, sir. <laughs> Dude, he, he in his eyes, he fucking said it. Mom, you're. He would notice yeah. that, I think. He well, but it was it was a but it's the whole it's the whole thing. You're that saying you're, it was sexualized. It's somehow. sexualized. Like, it is. Oh my god! Like you are deformed. It's a no. It's a sexualized. I, it's, he's no, looking at his mother because a, she's deformed. It's a you know. It's not uh, a deformed. Yeah. No, no. I'll, the way the movie plays out, I'll give you. He says, "You're so, you're so, you're so big." He, I mean, he's looking at it in a sexual manner. It's not like I don't this. Think it's an awkward, it's a like freaked out moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but you, it's man. a part of her body These that you very, shouldn't be staring I'm not, at. It's I'm like, not saying, the? but that's what I'm fucking saying. I, they keep on putting him in situations of like, you know, being like very like weirdly. In, yeah, it's it's very. I'm not saying it's absolutely 100 percent fucking yeah. incestual. I'm just saying there. It's a very like. Come on. And in the third one, she says, "That's Mrs. And don't you be forgetting the Mrs. part. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. there, but it's I think a big joke. And right. I, it's uh, a joke. It's a joke, but it's very weird. It's a very weird. I mean, I don't even know if I'd come up with that premise for a movie. What if your mom fell in love with you? I mean, for the first facts of the future, that's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. What a weird. <laughs> Like anyway. Comedy gold. That's a, comedy that's a comedy. Gold. Yeah, that's the way you think when it's a comedy thing. Okay, so uh, any further anything else? Back to the Future uh, Two. I'll get to it in my wrap up. In the wrap ups. All right, so uh, it's time for Igor. Igor, you around? Igor. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. All right, get the hell out of here, Igor. Thanks for the... And I don't know what this stuff is slobbered all over the envelopes. But uh, Nick Hammond writes about Back to the Future Part 2. Cubs better win the damn World Series this year. And where is my flying car? Was it uh, 2015? That was when the Cubs... Or they won in like 2014 and he wished that he could go No, it was October, so it's the end of 2015, basically. Yeah. In 2015. Cubs, yeah, they had just won. I'm just saying, I wish I could have went back and put some money on the Cubbies. And I think we do have flying cars, don't we? Mm-hmm. With wings, <laughs> we have hovercraft. We 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 have we have hovercrafts. Yeah, we have hovercraft. But nope. that's not really. That's just air, kind of like you're, yeah, you're like just being point. pushed a little bit I off swear, the ground. I don't think it's. Like, I've no. seen videos like it's a car, and then like the wings fold down and it flies off. It's like it's an airplane. Oh yeah, and then you can't tell if it's actually yeah yeah. Uh, and on our Moon 44 episode, Dom Cree writes, and because this was, uh, Moon 44 was, uh, Gary's last, uh, episode on the Freak Show, uh, Dom says, no, now who will answer the random call, or the call for random reviews? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> he was Travis the- has left the building and Brent is scooting away from Random, I mean, that but means. Dom says he really enjoyed Gary's input to the Saturday Night Free Show, back. and thanks for the laughs. Yeah, he'll I'm sure guest. he'll be back as a guest, I'm sure, in yeah. the future. But thank you, Dom. All right, so back to the future wrap-ups. Part two, sorry. And I guess it starts with me. Holy shit, I'm in that seat. Um, yeah, I mean, what? This is, uh, I think, it's one of those movies that's very hard to take without the context of the movie before and after. I think, like, uh, Empire Strikes Back is another one of those. Probably the two towers, you know, any part of a thing that became a trilogy, uh, 
you can't like really it doesn't really stand in its own. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Sure. It's like the first one's always the strongest one because it's like the fr- a complete idea. And in this one, the idea is kind of split across two movies because we know we're going to finish off this story in the third one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I've always thought the third one was stronger than this one because, as I stated... I can't believe we're still talking about the third one. Because I'm wrapping up my second one. This is my, my, oh, the my, second my platform. One. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, but I like this movie a lot. I mean, there's a lot. It's it's funny, you know. It's it's full of moments of high adventure and uh, boundless imagination. So I mean, by no means is it a bad movie. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying of the three, I think I prefer it the least. But that's not saying you know. I mean, I still prefer it more than most movies. I think. Uh, so I mean, yeah. I don't know what else can you say about Back to the Future Part Two. I would recommend it. This is the fucking best of the three, because it's like Biff becomes a really complete fucking character in this movie. It's like, yeah, he's in the first one, he, you know, hey, he's in the third one, barely in the third, I mean, eh. he's just like, to me in the third one, he's like a third, a, like a two-dimensional kind of like, I'm a mean guy, right? But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, I just love, I mean, to me, I really felt like the craziness of fucking Biff in this movie, and I mean, you gotta have a cool bad guy to uh, put your, uh, your, uh, your uh, good guys against, you know? And, uh, I mean, I, uh, I do like this movie better than the first one just because it is all just adventure, adventure, adventure. And, uh, it's not so much of that just like, you're in a weird moment with your mom or you're in a, you know, it's, it's like, I don't know. To me, this is more about time travel than the first one was about, you know? This, you really do, let's go to the future, we're in the present, we're in an alternate present, we're in the past, we're in the, you know, you fucking time travel in this goddamn movie, you yeah. know? And uh, I like that. Yeah, I got the I got problems with the uh, with the uh, time traveling uh, logic, but uh, you know whatever I uh, you know I deal with it. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> first world problems, ladies. It's, yeah, it's, it's, say, it's like it's as long as it's not three. I mean, it's, <laughs> like I hate three. So You're cracked. You're cracked I, out of your mind. I hate three so no, damn. Okay, all the listeners. I want the world to speak. Stand with me yeah, against there three. There we go. If you hate Back to the Future Part <laughs> Three, fucking hate it. Or is Travis cracked out of his head? There would have been a four if it was Saturday good. Night Free Show. <laughs> dot, or, sorry, Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Free Show. So I, I mean, I love this fucking movie. Uh, I'll bang on it because whatever, you know, you pick shit apart, yeah, like whatever. But you know, I'll, I'll put it in every like few years. Have a good, have a good thrill. Is this the last time that you watch this movie? Uh, uh it, this is definitely the first time I've seen it in probably like ten years. I bet. What? Oh yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Just because I fucking know these fuck. movies so backward. I mean, yeah, I know these movies. Not three, but I know one and two pretty damn well. So it's just like, man, I've been watching these movies since I was damn like what five? I mean, shit. Yeah. You know, forever. Yep. These are some of the first movies I ever watched. I mean, some of the first. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, yeah, you know, I love these movies. Everybody should watch these. Even even kids nowadays. There's a lot of holy shits, though. It's... So, language warning. Yeah. Oh, shits so, can handle Let me say one thing about that. What I gotta say about Marty McFly as a character, which I love. <laughs> I love how, like, every kid can look up to this kid. It's like, this guy's a badass. He calls people assholes and says shit. <laughs> right, which you wouldn't get today. No, you don't get that today, you know? You don't get... And I like how... I mean, that's what Spielberg and Donner and those guys did, right? They took kids... It was the 80s. Man. They, they showed the kids... Squad. Yeah, because they showed kids in their own private life. Yeah. Like, kids cussed to themselves. They, you know, not, wor- not worrying about, like, adult, you know, supervision and all that shit. So, yeah, I love this movie. So, I'm sorry. And all three of them, PG. Mm-hmm. 
Which is awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Travis here. I well, I Wait, what about what? Clarify, please. You hate part this three. This guy loves three so much that he's like, oh, that's all <laughs> allow me to finish, <laughs> please. Um, I'm just I'm talking about uh, like I saw this. I, this is the first film I can remember seeing at the movie theater. I probably covered this in Back to the Future One, the, our first <laughs> podcast. Um, but like, yeah, so I can remember seeing Back to the Future One when I was like five in the theater, and then when two came out like four years later to a kid, you know, now what am I nine? So that's like a lifetime from like going from five to nine as a kid waiting not you know i mean waiting not thinking about it 100 percent of the time but knowing that there's at some point you know that there's this this sequel being made and i don't know at the time i knew it was going to be two more films but at the end of the second one theatrically you got that trailer for the third one yeah and that's like fuck (laughs) that's that's amazing when you see that as a kid because you're like, I'm going to get this one, and then I'm going to get the third one in a year. First time they did the back-to-back shit? I don't know. At least least, they do it all the time. At least advertise it right at the end of the movie. Yeah, because I remember that in theaters, too. I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome! Yeah, it was was a a special memory, you know? And a lot of times we talk about nostalgia on this podcast, and there's some films that you can't go back to. There's some that you can um, I don't think I've ever allowed a long enough time span to go back to these. I've, I've just like, you know, I would That's say. That's how you do it. You just yeah. keep watching you it. Just never, keep, put it into sleep, too. You never get older than the movie. It's, yeah. It's You've in, got the novelizations on like, your shelf. <laughs> these guys know, yeah. It's in my everyday life. And if you know me on Facebook, it's you know it's there because it's the only thing I fucking post. But. Uh, and there's a reason for that. I mean, it's, it is, it's, I think it's the greatest three films ever made. Um, and it's, you know, it, it does capture your imagination. And the second one specifically, it's hard for me to talk about just one out of the trilogy. Right. Cause you know, like as I, I see it as like a, a full entire, you know, completed thought, but the second one especially is, it is your, it's your most science fictiony of the three. Um, it's the most probably the most fun out of the three. I mean, if you don't look too hard into the the rules of time travel, because that's <laughs> going to get you in trouble. And I, I do. I, I I see the holes in the plot, but I, I just I really I really like I, I love the uh, interaction between Doc and Marty in this film. Because the first film, it's sweet. Like, it's, you know, they have their moments, which is nice. Um, but it's more, the first one's more about Marty and George. And the second one is about these two guys kicking ass and traveling through time, you know? <laughs> and we got to get everything back to normal. And, oh, man, we really fucked this up. Like, right from the get-go, I think Doc's talking about dismantling the DeLorean. When they're leaving 2015, they're like, "I gotta, I gotta dismantle this thing. I gotta get rid of it because it's caused me nothing but problems." And from there, you know, <laughs> like they're this whole film, they're just trying to fix what they screwed up, um, which makes for makes for a fun romp through time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and also, I think this is probably uh, like as good of a like I think Marty's physical acting and like facial expressions in this film are a lot of fun. But I think mm-hmm. Doc 
uh, Christopher Lloyd has has a lot on his plate in this film. Like that's it's a tough job to explain this film to an audience and keep them interested <laughs> in an exciting way. And I think he pulls it off. And it, it's it's I don't know how he does it because like I know now that it's all pure exposition. But even when I watch it, I'm like, man, yeah, you got to do that. You got to you know you got to go there and you got to do that because I never feel like. It's he's just, always talking exposition, right? Yeah, that's he's all he does. Never been a character. That's he's it. Always just exposition. Only yeah. in the third one, and that's why I ever saw. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's because these movies don't work without that character that can explain uh, the viewer through the film. <laughs> that's why, he, yeah, he's Doc. So he, I mean, Marty's the character, and he's Doc. Yeah, yeah. And, and I love that Marty's such a dumbass; he never gets it. And like in the this second film, this is the one where you get to see. Doc getting fed up with him. Like in the first one he does with, you know, being late and stuff. And damn, where's that kid? But in this one, you have Doc on the walkie-talkie and Marty's at the dance with his other self there somewhere. And Doc's like, you got to be very careful, man. Don't run into your other self. And Marty's like, wait, my other self? (laughs) Doc's like, yeah, there are now two of you at the dance. One of you is up on stage right now. Yeah. Like he's, he's fucking, you know, he's upset with him that he's, that he's such a dumbass, and I think that's <laughs> I, I like that uh, that banter between the two. I don't know where I'm going with this, but well, it was funny that like when we were talking about how the first Back to the Future Doc was kind of clueless to you know because Marty's the kid from the future that has yeah. what you know, but in this you Doc is Doc Doc you know yeah, gets yeah. to tell speak down to this dude like not ah, dude yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. like fuck you know he's not clueless like he was in the first one it was fun yeah and he never gets like upset with Marty which is the thing I you know was picking up on this like he's like oh my god it's all my fault it's like well that's in the past or the future you know there was like at least two times I think on the roof too it's like I lost him you know it's like well you know what could- which way did he go yeah yeah it's like which way? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he it's just, just wants what do we to- do about it he's trying to solve the problem yeah, yeah he doesn't not- yeah get emotional he's never like for fuck's sake Marty I actually do one thing yeah. one thing <laughs> yeah the only time is what at the dance when he's like are you serious you don't know that there's this other you here <laughs> you know and he's <laughs> he's but he's not upset he's just frustrated with him um. And, uh, yeah, so that thing's freaking me out. Uh, long story short, I think that uh, I would recommend this to everybody, anybody. I also want to recommend uh, The Adventures of Rick and Morty. If yes. You like, if you like Back to the Future, you got to watch the cartoon The Adventures of Rick and Morty because it is a parody of this. Big time. But it's not exactly the same. Like, oh, but it's just great. It's just great. A kid and a, kid and a scientist going through weird dimensions. and Yeah. Oh, it's What's great. What's their time machine? Uh, it's uh, well, kind of like a it's like a spaceship thing, oh. kind of. Yeah, because it's, it's more about dimension hopping, okay. not really. Oh yeah, and he's got like a portal. Yeah, thing. it's almost like a yeah, it's almost like a little portal switch, almost like but, a sonic screwdriver in a weird yeah, way. I think so. There's a shelf in the garage, and there's a box that says "Time Machine Parts" on it. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, but it's, uh, just, it's just the idea that. A young kid and a white-haired scientist guy, but it almost feels like the scientist guy is using this young kid as like his guinea pig for his test. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the yeah. parody of it, but it's a it's a great show. That towards the end of the season, it has a little bit of heart to it. There's yeah. a little Rick and Morty heart to it that is kind of like this Doc and uh, Marty like mm. relationship. It's a cool show. And they, yeah, and uh, it's Dan Harmon, which is if you're a Community fan out there. Uh, it's very much that style of comedy. You know? It's very hilarious. It's, it's very, very hilarious. Um, and that's my wrap-up, but I do want to say that this 
trilogy podcast will be it's to be concluded <laughs> no. back to the future part three at some point at some point so In, stay stick with us listeners october for, 21st yeah, let's continue October 23rd, or October 22nd. <laughs> October 22nd? 2015, man, we'll go well, this yeah, day, man. Until uh, 2016 or whatever, do one a year. Well, we'll it's 2020. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you want to okay. comment on any of this show, our upcoming shows, ask us a question. We'll read it on air. It's facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Uh, next week, I'm going to be picking the movie, and uh, because these guys want to see it, I'm going to do Hell Comes to Frogtown. Woo! Uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper taking on mutant frogs in the future. So stay tuned for that. Until then, listener, the basement is closed.